0: blog talk radio
1: all right well (laughs) scratch the opening alex uh that didn't happen oh now it's not even loading alex this is not good
0: This is not good, this is not good.
1: I am uh excuse this little mini technical difficulties if anybody can hear me, but this uh hotel is not doing what I asked it to with this internet I think. I need to try to see if they can uh
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you have
2: heard the best. You heard the Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the best. You heard the greatest. They're currently offline because it's an issue of iTunes, something about a hack. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, for your ears only: Wrestlecast Radio. Hey. AWI
1: sucks. Hey. <laughs> so I'm not sure what was going down there. It started playing like four or five different sound clips.
2: <laughs> I think <laughs> Alex, Alex, you in there? Man, what's going on? Oh, I wanted a woman. They said they're... Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, so I, I hit I hit
1: Matthew. Shout out to Matthew Botchamania, greeting us into the Matthew. show. And it, it didn't play anything. And I was like, okay, so I'll play it again. Didn't do anything. So I went to the intro. Didn't work. So then I refreshed the page, and all of a sudden you were gone and nothing played. And
2: I went,
0: well,
1: we're off to a rock solid start, but damn it, we made it.
2: It sounds like Shout Monday's ratings, week to week, just a constant oh my God, blunder. Did you see the lowest in the history of the show with ratings being kept? And and Mantar was on a few episodes of Monday Night Raw back in the day, right? <laughs> like we got to think about that. Yeah, there
1: was a, Mantar. I think feuded with Friar Tuck. Like that was a main event. On I mean, Raw. there was the
2: whole like, TNN years. I mean, I, I was that. I would say that was the one time in wrestling where I really didn't watch as much like the Goldberg era, Scott Steiner era. Even though I enjoyed them, I just I, I thought about it. I was like I hey, didn't really watch that year. No idea why. Did, but well, yeah.
1: cuz it might not have been good. It's like uh you know, you look back at oh man, what do you want to say like 2000 unforgettable 2005 maybe when it was like Hardcore Holly versus Mordecai at the Great American Bash.
2: Yeah, like that—that that SmackDown split brand, like pre and all that, when it was like ninety percent garbage. Yeah, I, I really didn't watch SmackDown. It's going to be like <laughs> how Raw in twenty nineteen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we should we should analyze that because if you look at that Raw roster just on paper. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a great roster, and it, it blows my mind how bad it is, yet it's on par well, with the, how the, bad it was with Luther Reigns and, mm-hmm. like,
2: you know, Heidenreich days. <laughs> oh, I'm doing the Heidenreich dance. I mean, this, I mean 2005, like, for, for your example, that, you know, it's right after WrestleMania 21, you know, but winning the championship in Los Angeles, you know, him and Trips in the Hell in a Cell match, what would cement Batista for, uh, I, I guess, a couple of more months or until he would go to SmackDown. But then, yeah, you had John Cena battle Chris Jericho and Christian. And Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle with the rematch of one of the best matches of all time at WrestleMania 21. Uh, Kane battling Edge, which we saw. That's kind of like, what, the the uh, the Duff Ziggler, Seth Rollins um, type of uh, feud <laughs> of that era. What do we say? Yeah. Uh, Carlito, Shelton, Benjamin, Hurricane, and Rosie R.I.P. battled the heartthrobs, Antonio and Romeo. Dear God, Ryan, who and what the hell are the heartthrobs? The heartthrobs, I think, were the dicks. <laughs> Whoa, Antonio <laughs> Thomas looks like a guy who's had a lot of work done, but good for him. Good for him.
1: That Romeo Roselli, I think it was, went on to ROH and. the the Jim Cornette days when they had like uh, Mike Mondo from the spirit squad was, on, was there
2: guys like that. Uh, oh, the era that didn't draw is what you're saying. Um, but anyways, yeah, like
0: uh
2: wow. HD net <laughs> <HDNet laughs> oh, era. Oh,
0: Wikipedia.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. TNA. They made a stop down there. Apparently Christy Hemi being <laughs> their manager again. No interest. So I mean, yeah, I guess on paper that's that's okay. I mean, so what was it? Oh three? Was that the Goldberg years? The Steiner TNN? Well,
1: because oh three, if twenty one was oh five, then that would have been after nineteen. Yeah, because Rock beat Austin, and then Goldberg debuted the next yeah, night, and beat him in the,
2: backlash. Heading in the twenty, yeah. So, wow. So yeah, there was that era where I where I kind of stopped. And then picked it up again. Yeah, it's, see, at but at least man.
1: back then, the you know, the excuse being then, they just didn't have really good talent. You know, now it's, you, you look at these shows and it's like, they have El Generico and Kevin Steen, if you want to call them that. <laughs> you know, I mean, they they have Daniel Bryan yeah, and AJ Styles, and Samoa Joe. Yeah, and it's like, I heard SmackDown was decent tonight. I, I don't know if, I mean, I won't go out of my way to watch it when I get back home this weekend, but you know, if I'm oh, bored, you will. I'll throw it on. But I got, I got way too, I got a lot of, I got, I got more DDT to watch with the Grand Prix going on. I got to finish Progress seventy nine. I mean, I got, a, I got a lot of good wrestling to check out. And and I had, I texted you uh, the other day. Completely forgot that not only next weekend is is TLC, but it's also the yeah. ROH Final Battle Show.
2: Yes. Yes, indeed, which that is shaping up to be a pretty good card, which I'm sure we'll dive into next week. Um, But, yeah, some some pretty interesting implications uh, when when it comes down to to final battle. Uh, Of course, the main event, Jay Lethal battling uh, the American Nightmare Cody. um, Interestingly enough, it's he says his last match in Ring of Honor um, and it was uh, Jay Lethal was his first opponent in ring of honor. So a nice little bookend there. And, and and of course, you know, Cody being one of the hot stories of not only 2018, but of course, leading into the new year here uh, again, very, very interesting. And I was thinking about it too, Ryan, you know, as, as much as, you know, everyone expected it to be kind of in our, you know, right in our faces was, which I'm pretty sure, you know, 27 days from now, it's going to be in the high gear. It hasn't been really as annoying as besides like what the internet is kind of doing, but they've been you know pretty laid low minus a few tongue and cheek with the elite. There. Yeah,
1: yeah. There was um. I, I've been trying. I've been catching up on the being the elite for these, and I watched the episode where, um, Hangman Page gets a pair of boots and there's a note that says, "If you want to be an assassin, you have to be more cerebral." And then it just says
0: H, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then. Uh, Kenny Omega keeps getting knocks at the door and uh, there's a note that slides under and it was like, if you want to knock down the door, come to the rumble and be number four, H.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, shut up. And style. he like, he,
1: he like rips it up. And then, then there's like another one that slides under the door, like a couple seconds later, that was something like, if you want to, if you want to be, so, I don't know, I, I'm i going to butcher this, but it was something like, if you want to be wild, come and have a title match with Styles or something, eight.
0: <laughs> and, and he looks at it and
1: he's like, hmm. And then he goes, I'm going to keep this one. And he puts it in his back pocket. <laughs> that sounds pretty funny. You know, and I got it listed there. Maybe, it's, maybe we should just talk about this now and go right into it. Well, no,
2: I, I was going to say, which we'll dive into a little later, but at least okay. one thing we know Triple H is good at, and that's yeah. what he's doing down in Florida. I'm going
1: to cancel these two photos I was going to send you, and I will save them for because uh, it is part of my... Uh... I'm I'm getting ready to take my victory lap type thing that uh
0: <laughs> from from the
1: starting line that I'm telling you this Hall Elite thing is gonna happen it's gonna be what it's Ooh. supposed to be but yeah you I mean you know take off with the takeover Alex I know you are dying hey, I mean when, when
2: you're sitting when you're sitting in the uh, the box seats of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars if that's if this isn't the biggest rib not I don't even know if it's a rib but just a ha ha gotcha. Like, they're going all out, obviously, after going all in. So, I mean, that would be even more perfect. But, again, we'll get into that.
1: There you go. I just sent you a picture, Alex, of uh, of just exactly that. Um, And from what this person said was he wasn't even visible during the whole game. But then after the game, he showed his face out. But let me just send you one other thing. This is a screenshot I took while watching Being the Elite. And – Look what's on the chest of one Nick Jackson on this picture. Okay, uh, it, it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of, huh? That that's an odd thing to have on.
2: <laughs> you see that? He's but again, a yeah, oh yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's just so perfect, and and yet again. I mean, obviously, patents and trademarks, you know, it's probably nickels and dimes, you know, to these guys here where they can put in, you know, like, hey, we want to trademark this, that, and that. Let's get the people talking. Just so you know, when it does happen at the Rumble, you know, it's it's going to be even of a bigger thing. But again, they just seem like their group of guys to say, okay, we want surprises in pro pro wrestling. You remember surprises, everybody? You remember where, you know, every now and then we're still like, holy bleep, that's amazing. (laughs) Maybe they're kind of going for that factor. And again, if they're going at every length to kind of do this to hell, even have JR on a cruise ship in the middle of God knows where, to get speculation of saying there's going to be one day a company that there's none of this political BS to happen, so everybody go ooh on a cruise ship, Ryan, for news to break like that again. It's either the most meticulous or the most groundbreaking thing to you know kind of happen here uh, in the new year. Well, and w- what's
1: crazy is. I may be wrong on this, but I think, from what I heard, it was the t- it was Tony Khan who was the one who um, did the trademarking.
2: The uh, who's the oh, definitely nickel and dimes for, uh, for that guy. <laughs> but what's crazy is, and this is this is the reason why I'm
1: really hoping that. This like not to keep talking about this, but I mean we've we've delved in so much here. You know, I'm looking at his Twitter. This dude, fo- like, he follows Cody in the Bucks. He follows Papa Buck. He follows Kenny Omega. He follows Frankie Kazarian. He follows <laughs> Dave Meltzer. You know, he follows Conrad. Um, he follows Hangman Page. He follows the other Buck. You know, Marty. He follows Marty Skrull. So here's here's the thing that I'm looking at that I think is there so is the Saudi a, Prince
2: of Jacksonville.
1: He's exactly what I said to you. I wish the Saudi princes were.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Supposedly
1: <laughs> supposedly somebody said that this dude, like, since he was eleven years old, I think I heard, um, has been a Meltzer Dirt Sheet subscriber. Whoa. So he's not your nickel and dime. You know, oh, I I want to see Goldberg. You know, type of fan. Yeah. Like, this is a dude who, you know, he's not going to be like the dude. Um, uh, this got this got brought up before about it because with with a guy like this, but that dude who won the lottery and started Russellicious, <laughs>
0: that had what? like
1: Lacy and yeah, it was like a like Lacy and Rain and Mercedes Martinez might have been on there. I, I can't remember for sure if she was, but it was like a, it almost looked like it was like Glow. But it was okay. like a, a second coming of GLOW, where like I'm the zombie queen, and
2: you know things like that. So why don't they just call it GLOW Two: The Reckoning instead of whatever? because <laughs> well, it didn't even it. get a
1: it didn't even get a TV deal.
2: They were oh, like, get man. rid of this crap. I mean, this was <laughs> but like, they had Mercedes is Martinez. Like, Come on,
1: <laughs> this was like ten years ago too. But I mean, um, you know, this is a dude with a lot of money who's a big wrestling head and he's not like he's not a WWE head he's an indie head and (laughs) I mean it's just crazy he follows Christopher Daniels you know like tell me one Saudi prince that follows SCU you
0: know
2: they still think Joko Zuna's alive So, I mean, to be fair, it just seems like hey, it's the all in talent you know it's it's that special group and 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 and, like you said you it it's your dream, my dream, every wrestling mark's dream where it's like, okay, we're gonna get a company of wrestling, we're gonna get fluid storytelling we're gonna get oh. You know, actual creative where storylines make sense and people cheer and boo, or you know what, just sit back and enjoy thirty-two minutes of you know bell to bell action, where you know we're we're not getting where Nakamura comes out for like eight seconds and then leaves in <laughs> Minneapolis.
1: You know, and th- and that's one of those things too, where with these guys at the helm, you know, if they have a big deal TV deal, this dude's got
2: more money than Vince. I mean. This
1: yeah. is, this is the, you know, this is on the level of Ted Turner. He ain't got money. no
2: Alpha Entertainment XFL money. He's got <laughs> NFL Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars. Hey, we hosted a Super Bowl money and a bunch <laughs> of other fundings.
1: You know, and, and if he's got guys like Jericho behind it, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made, and there's the, the door is wide open because as as much fun as Impact has been lately. Um, and as you know, as much ROH has grown, you know they're not knocking on that door. They're you know, New Japan is probably the closest thing. And if this thing wasn't that real, I don't think these UK deals happen. I don't think you know Agreed. guys like Trevor Lee and Shane Strickland and ACH and you know, you know. I, I'm just gonna say this now. And just, uh, I don't want to do it too much, but you know, talking about. Walter as an example, you know they they offered him that deal six months ago and he turned it down because he wanted to stay in Germany. He's got a he's got a girl there. He's got his wrestling school with WXW. He he likes the country. You know he's got a good good living there. And now he signed. And it's he signed yeah. because they said he doesn't have to report to Orlando and do the Largo loops. He doesn't even have to move out of Germany. They'll fly him in for the occasional NXT shows, a la Pete Dunne. He can stay over there and run WXW. They essentially just locked him in so he can't go to New Japan or ROH or All Elite, and they get to use him here and there. So it's it's like and they probably it's get the a library. library. Yeah, well, in I mean in and not even that, but think of it from the Walter aspect of how much of a win-win this is. You you mm-hmm. told them no and now they're going to pay you to do everything that you wanted to and you're not changing anything. <laughs> they and, scared. I mean, it, it that that says numbers to it. You know, I I see, you know, we got a couple people listening live here that showed up on the switchboard. The thing that we're talking about is Cody Rhodes was in the Skybox with Tony Khan at the Jaguars game on Sunday. I mean, there's a lot going on here with this thing, and I, I think I think it's going to happen. I really do. Oh, I mean, why,
2: for sure. I mean, you know, going back going back to the Walter no. thing for a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's essentially. I mean, if they play it right, everything you just named and and with the year that he's had, they if they built this correctly, you have WrestleMania 2020. In Minnesota, Ryan, if they build them up – I'm just saying because, hey, we can go. You have your next beast incarnate. You have your Brock Lesnar. But who can go 20 – this is like young, ruthless aggression Brock Lesnar era type. But, you know, I don't don't know about more athleticism, but, you know, damn near close where you watch this big guy and you're like, how is he moving (laughs) along like that, and just think where you could build him where he's that attraction, where he's not at every NXT show, NXT UK show. You know, he makes his appearances here and there. He's that special attraction, and if they do play at that route, I mean, like everything you just said, that's money for him, that's money for WXW, you know, and then, then, you know, who knows two, three, four years down the line where he's not, you know, in that main roster, main level territory where, you know, he does move to sunny Florida. He takes well, over. And
1: how how fun would it be WrestleMania weekend? We get Walter versus Johnny Gargano. With the way that Gargano can stop, work with stop. anybody,
2: oh
1: my gosh! <laughs> I mean, or you know, we get we get Johnny Gargano and Ricochet. I mean, there's there's so much that could be done with it. And then he goes back. All right, cool. I worked NXT. You
2: know, he works four takeovers a year. Big deal. And every progress you know, shows like a, a takeover show. <laughs> like, and, and it could be one
1: of those things too, where even if they don't use them, who's to say trips isn't just paying Walter. Like, look, we'll give you $30,000 a year to not go there. And you just keep doing everything you do. Like they pay him so he can't go anywhere else. I mean, that's essentially what they did is they backed up the ring truck and just gave it to him. They said, here you go, man. You know, where do you want us to park it? And, I, and I'm sure they paid him a pretty penny. For it, you know, I'm I'm probably lowballing it. I mean, <laughs> they gave him violins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just it. They
1: have to know the impact of what this could be. I mean, like the screenshot I sent you. You know, you know, Nick Jacksons wearing Jacksonville Jaguars clothing in the, the being the elite video, and yes. and it's if it's completely coincidental. So you know, regardless, of, but. I don't know. Like they're this is this feels really real to me, and I'm excited. I'm really excited because what happened the last time somebody pushed WWE?
2: We got great Whoa, wrestling and creative became in, in, in tune. It was auto. Yeah, we didn't
1: get a we didn't get Q and A sessions with Sasha and Bailey where Bailey says if oh, I god. had one trick I would send you back to where you came from hell and then they giggle about it.
2: Oh god, yuck. What's crazy is this all changed, Ryan, like May 13th. Like, that, I think that's the date where I think should live in infamy. I think a very important date. Because not only was that the day that I saw Jushin Thunder Liger in person, LIJ Battle and Bullet Club in person, but that's when All In sold out in under 30 minutes. I think that's almost as important as September 1st. I think May 13th, that's the day when the WWE finally took notice. Like, oh, and they're playing it cool and coy and like, hey, whatever. You know, we don't even know what's happening outside of our bubble. And then Ring of Honor gets Madison Square Garden. Then they sell that shit out. And then that's, again, when everything started happening. As you said, the snowball effect where they just started snatching up talent. Hell, even TNA started snatching up talent, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and not knowing what their relationships are, you know, are going to be happening here. But it's going to be interesting on, on where, I mean, I, I don't want to say territories, but just how this is all going to be set up, you know, from the British wrestling to the Japanese wrestling. What, you know, what progress is relationship with WWE, you know, what does that mean for a lot of their talent? You know, are they going to be more, you know, signed, you know, to, to WWE-esque contracts where, you know, what, 70% of them is already on the UK show. So, I mean, yeah. w- where do you think this kind of senses? Where I mean, is it going to be like global territories now, in a way?
1: I, well, I mean, it, it sounds like from, from that article, which, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into more when we transition from TakeOver to Progress, but, you know, it sounds like, you know we have progress. We have WXW, we have ICW, and uh, Evolve are all supposedly going to the network next year. Um, it's it's a rumor, but it sounds like it's already signed, sealed, and delivered. They're just going to roll two out at a time. There's talks of an NXT Germany that are already being implemented, which is part of the reason too. I could see with the Volter thing. Yep. If they if they partner with with WXW, get that on their network. And then, uh, yeah, imagine uh, Dragon Strickland in a, ring. In a pair, did sign, yeah, sorry, Demetrius. Um, you know, so then now that happens now he can they can almost use him in a Shibata role with the l. a. Dojo with taking care of of that, and you know, how long until they go for broke and try to start an NXT Japan <laughs> uh,
2: 2020.
1: Like you know, if they go over there, who do they do they do they try to partner with like Dragon Gate because Dragon Gate's no because Pox there, yeah, and he's now the Dream Gate champion. So I mean, unless they you know he goes back because I could see them mending ways. That's a way they could do it, but I mean, do they try to go with with all Japan? You know, do they go? Hey, we want you know, and if we see if we suddenly see Kento Miyahara,
2: <laughs> we want the signed, naked guy. That's out <laughs> Vince's alley. Vince's The blonde damn, give baby. He's not the
1: traumatizer. Oh.
2: Give me the panda. That's the worst <laughs> impersonation. But I'm saying he would have a giant panda. Let's be yeah, real. Yeah, it, and he would say super chant El <laughs> <Yeah>. Seriously,
1: Seriously, <laughs> it's a tall. ten
2: minute stand up slideshow before a match involving an inflatable panda. This is the most entertaining shit I've ever it was about seen. climate control
0: <laughs>
2: oh. you know vince
1: hey man Vince, knowing the creative now where they've had Baron Corbin close raw two weeks in a row, you know maybe they'll give us uh well I, or maybe he didn't close it this week, but I know last week he did, but you know maybe vince'll will, will push gorgeous Matsuno to the title, give me the <laughs> old guy the, the frail of it uh, would
2: tear him apart. He does
1: the it's Tito Santana, the, the, the flying <laughs>
0: forearm,
2: Arriba,
1: <laughs> you,
0: you know uh, Vince, that's the kind that, no,
1: of. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 just wild, and the fact that these, you know, which when we actually you know break down their full details in these UK deals, it's going to be surprising. Like you know, if it's true after this progress this weekend that Dunn, Bait, and Seven can't be on the streaming service, you know, is that is that even more of a reason for progress to just give in and go? Because I know Eddie Dennis is supposedly in their UK deal now, and so is Wolfgang. Um, Mark so Andrews is Their too. show's
2: going to be blacked out. What's going to happen with Jordan Grace? Didn't she sign with TNA? Or, sorry, Impact, yeah. The Owl, whatever the hell they're called? <laughs> like, How does that work since she's Technically, like, new with progress, I was thinking. Maybe that run is going to be over pretty quick. (laughs) I guess Impact kind of has a relationship with the E, it seems like, you know, albeit, you know, better than before. But, yeah, when I was watching that match from 79 earlier, I was just like, wait a second, what's happening? My mind almost exploding on the train. And she worked Isla Dawn, who does the UK shows. Yeah. So that was really weird. But at first, it was, it, a, it was so cool. I was like, "Oh, it's like they're in an e match."
1: <laughs> and that's that's why I really better. don't know how this is going to go. And I'm really confused how this is going to work. And you know, it, I mean, it's it's just like you know Adam Cole and you know Cedric Alexander when they went to Evolve, they do the shows, but then they didn't get put on their streaming service. Albeit now they do, but that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like will be the deal with done in them is they can work progress, but you won't see them on the card.
2: It'll so be, you know, live I mean, only. But then, obviously, if they do go to the network, like you know, is is allegedly going to happen, all that will change, of course. Correct?
1: Yeah, I would think. Now, I don't know what that does for the. I I I don't remember his name, and I apologize. But the MC guy, like, what happens with him?
0: Does he stay,
1: and they just make him clean it up?
2: <laughs> yeah. What the heck? There's a lot of implications with all this. Yeah, it's, Thanks, it's wrestling.
1: really interesting. <laughs> and and once again, this is, this is all corresponding, I think, with the WWE going, man, if any of these guys go to All Elite, you know, it's just the fact that, like I said, the fact that Jericho sounds like he's going to be backing it, being a part of it. I don't know man. Got that I, I really don't me. know. Should be interesting, but we'll get more into the the UK deals as we had talked about um speaking of <laughs> NXT is you want to you want to get down to it. Uh, <laughs> well, by obviously. So triple
2: you do right? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is a perfect lead and then we just kept rambling like normal. But um
2: you know <laughs> Alex as some as a
1: as a show of the year candidate. Um, There's a great way that I'd like to tell you
2: how you can. 4.2 matches. What's that? And it only (laughs) has 4.2 matches.
1: But there's there is a a fantastic way that you can tell people how much you love it, Alex, Uh, and that is with the new app Grapple. Uh, Grapple. Uh, I'd like to tell you about Grapple. It is a fantastic new wrestling app which is available Mm -hmm. for free right now apple store google play where you can rate the matches that you watch so you don't need to keep spreadsheets or notes or you know info on your phone or in my case my little diary that i keep uh, of all your matches uh grapple aggregates the ratings for each match and calculates an average across everyone who has rated it so you don't have to rely on the opinions of one or two people anymore you can see what (laughs) wrestling fans from around the world collectively think it's a bit like untapped or letterboxd but for wrestling uh, some other things, Alex, you can do on Grapple, now that you are a member of it, as I saw your, your uh, awesome name on there, Funkmaster Funk Plex. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can follow other people, so you can see what ratings they give as well. Um, I'm, I'm obviously at WrestleCast. I had to nab it the minute I got on there. Sorry, Alex. You do have a dope name, though, so I was a little jealous. Uh, once again, <laughs> you can find Alex at Funkmaster Plex, uh, and then you can find me at WrestleCast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think
1: it's dope by the way, I'm a level seven I think by that, the way.
2: that should be a shirt <clears throat>
1: Funkmaster master plex <laughs> i I am a level seven raider because I have rated about a hundred matches so far
2: um, hey, you got the you can key. also if it, you you cool can comment uh-huh.
1: Well, you, you can comment on your friends' ratings, Alex. Uh, easily create a watch list, watch list of matches rating well, which you want to watch or rewatch. so you have a tab where you That's can save awesome. matches. Uh, you can also use a filter to easily find out what's the best and worst matches rated by a promotion, event, or year and month. Uh, at the moment, it okay. includes WWE New Japan, Ring of Honor, Progress, Impact Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, Lucha Underground, and Evolve. Mm-hmm. And it now has nearly twenty eight thousand matches on there, going back all the way to nineteen eighty five. You can download Grapple right now for free. As I said, just search for Grapple, G R A P P L, no E at the end, on the App Store and Google Play. For more updates as well, follow Grapple App, G R A P P L A P P on Twitter. Get your get the Grapple app, guys. Follow Alex. Follow myself, Wrestlecast, and Funkmaster Plex. <laughs>
2: So (laughs) no, big shot. No, this app is a lot of fun. I mean, and and what's cool, you know, we're just talking progress. I mean, you literally click progress, you click events, and then they have chapter show, dome show, Freedom's Road, international show. Then they have international, you know, Frankfurt. Hell, the Chicago show we almost went to. There's so many awesome uh, easy ratings that you could check. You know, out, you know, give get a little, you know, uh, synopsis before you want to de, de- uh, dive deeper into each of these shows. So awesome, awesome match, especially if you're a novice like myself, in you know, getting into these newer promotions, this will definitely help you uh help you out. But yeah, WWE database is insanely awesome. From the network shows <laughs> yeah. uh to the pay per views. I mean they they got it. Uh grapple. Uh, again, uh, find it on all the app stores G-R-A-P-P-L Again, no E Just like Russell WrestleCast Radio is where Might tell the E to get the F out
1: <laughs> But you tell Trips to get, get the F in, Alex This is what you've been waiting for This is oh. the main event In the second match of the
2: car <laughs> But take over, my friend no, TakeOver, uh, again, just, uh, I mean, it, I don't think it's lost its luster because this show, from top to bottom, yes, I said it even had a quarter of a match. I don't even know if it was a quarter of one 1,000th. One um, well, hell, <laughs> at least five seconds. Of course, everybody was bummed uh, when when they announced that Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono were uh, going to have a match, but it was supposed to be a dark match, something taped for the NXT show to, to follow uh, the War Games event, uh, but of course Riddle comes out uh, to start the show. Everybody a happy surprise. Oh no comes out and uh, and and we have a Sheamus, Daniel Bryan, Ryan Cook exploding scenario, but exploding in a good way with the with this outcome uh, with Matt Riddle. You know, of course, knocking a Cassius Ono right out, uh, knee to the jaw. Uh, you know, again. Five second match. I thought it was a fun, a fun way to start the show, and uh, you know, maybe introduce a little bit uh to the new crowd of Matt Riddle, the new Mister. I would say Wednesday Night,
1: <laughs> Mister Wednesday Wednesday Night himself, the King of oh, girls. Yeah. and and he he did the flip flop thing, which was cool. Mm-hmm. they let him rock the flops. Um his music
2: I, I'm still trying to get used to Not dream <laughs> regulator.
1: That it music it's
2: something else. It's it's so awesomely bootleg, it's perfect. It <laughs> matches what they eat would do for generic urban uh theme music. <laughs> <laughs> Could Derek Fury oh, rock out to that music, do you think?
1: Um Yeah, I think he would.
2: He uh Like heel he fury probably, um Heel Fury is
1: kind of a... Heel Fury comes out to, like, metal.
2: <laughs> what? That's awesome. Like, like Lamb of God?
1: You, uh, maybe Lamb of God. It probably comes out to, like... I hope it's not Five Finger Death Punch.
2: Oh, yuck. Um
1: Five Finger Dick Punch. Uh, from.
2: Nakamura's <laughs> favorite band at the moment? <laughs>
1: Shout out to uh I showed Demetrius when Shinsuke Nakamura came out As a weapon for Mao And he's like <laughs> what? He's like why is Nakamura's Music playing And then the dude came out and he's like Oh my god is that him Because of how close he looked
2: It was Good eerie like,
1: Yeah I'm like And then you, and then when you could <laughs> He gets in the ring and just punches him in the touch. <laughs> and he, he follows him to the ground. Oh, oh my God. And then, you know, oh. then he realized that it was a drawn-on mustache. But, I, I mean, that dude was, his movements were so spot on. <laughs> it's, it, was, it was so much, it was like the dude on the the, the the show after that, when the guy came out as Kento Miyahara from All Japan. And, and he had on, like, a WWF belt. It wasn't even like like an japan <laughs> belt. It's it's kinda like the cookie the cookie tin lid with the US colors on it, but he oh, came out God. with like a like a replica universal title or something. And he just <laughs> stands there and does the arm out Miyahara pose for like ten minutes. <laughs>
2: it's so
0: ridiculous.
2: I, I wanna see Orange Cassidy versus uh Shinsuke uh knock off Mora um some sometime. <laughs> Make it to happen. Who is... lost in New York too? Uh, make that make that ish happen. Make that uh ah, make it happen, uh, Janella. Who did you
1: say you wanted to see Orange Cassidy face? Was it Gorgeous Matsuno, that old dude who from ah, DDT Torianna. who did the?
2: Oh, I thought it was. I
1: thought it was the dude who did the handspring and
2: like slowly fell back out of. Oh, the piano accident. guy who played the the wicked keyboards. <laughs> And Drummond. That no, guy. Not a, get a three-way with not him. Uh, go to, uh, I,
0: That dude was going nuts.
2: I want to watch that six-hour show again. Right now. I, I want to watch that Battle Royal again. I want to do a watch-along <laughs> where it's five shows because that, that wrestling show is nine and a half hours. Because... That's what
0: Vegas I want to do. Plug Taco Vegas
1: split it into like three
2: episodes.
1: <laughs> it <laughs> would be, be four start,
2: episodes, no joke.
1: Cuz it would be analysis of the ass. <laughs> I can't wait for your spot on uh description of the the, the slideshow from Sanchoko. Shoko um, what, what's his name? uh uh the dude who wrestled Andreza the giant panda. Uh, <laughs> Super Sasa Dango Machine. That was his name. I can't wait. Oh, you're, you're, uh, uh, Max
2: Moon. Spot on. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about Max Moon doing stand up and shit. I didn't know Conan. Conan got down like that. That's tight. <laughs> you, you
1: know what? I, you know what? I did not forget. See, he's coming
2: out of retirement. Conan. Who is?
1: what Conan. To do what?
2: I don't know. Not perform well.
1: He, there's no way in hell with the hips that guy has, he's gonna be able to do the Rolling Thunder clothesline.
2: It's gonna be in uh Raising Arizona, Joey Janella's uh, event in January. How tight of an event name is that, by the way, if yeah. you would have ran a show in January. Raising Arizona. Boom. Yeah. Cullen Brothers underrated gem. <laughs> with a wacky ass name Send him a message. We can uh
1: well if if you uh if you can't have David Arquette, who do you have going there against Nick Gage this time?
2: Bring in Nick Cage. Gage Cage volume oh, man. one of an epic trilogy happened <laughs> <Abyss> throughout twenty nineteen. <2019. laughs> Nick Cage don't care, man. He was supposed to be Superman, for God's sakes. That guy is invincible.
0: Until
1: <laughs> Nick Gage takes a pizza cutter to his forehead. <laughs> I showed someone that before the show
2: by the way she couldn't believe her eyes she had to stop watching
1: what did she say about when Arquette panicked and he got his throat slit
2: oh she she pinpointed the moment Um, she didn't know what was worse that or Marco Stunt's uh, fibula
1: yeah I, I don't know what was worse that or the camera work when they were going to do the Canadian Destroyer
2: yeah, that was yeah, they they missed opportunities, but when when ringside is literally a foot from Apron to crowd, I mean there's really <laughs> nothing you can do.
3: <laughs> Instead yeah, I mean, of
2: charging I mean, more money, get a bigger venue because I, I think those tickets were like 150 bucks a pop, like 100 to 150.
1: Really? Jeez. Well then like, I mean you got great Sasuke and DJ Z doing these crazy dives and they can barely do anything because there's no room. And then that facade guy is swinging from the ceiling or whatever the hell he was doing.
2: (laughs) you think Adam Pierce gets pissed when people think he's Goldberg? Do people think Adam Pierce is Goldberg? (laughs) Whenever he comes out on TV, I'm like, it's Goldberg. I'm like, wait, no. (laughs) He's he probably like, feels off you like, Whoa, Adam Pearce? <laughs> he, he he probably
1: feels the same as Demetrius does every time you ask him if he's going to defend the Ring of Honor World
2: Title, <laughs> which is every day. I text him that <laughs> Cause, cause every day. I'm like, hey, are you training hard for your match against Cody? I'm always asking. I'm, I'm making sure he's being hydrated, eating his fruits, vegetables.
1: <laughs> Demetrius, this All is for you, backstory. and then we're getting into then we'll get into takeover. But Demetrius, you can, you can uh, take this one to heart, ladies and gentlemen.
0: You have heard the best, you've heard the greatest. They're currently <laughs> offline because it's an issue of iTunes, something about a hack. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, for your ears only: Russell Radio. EWI hey. sucks.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Demetrius, who was Shout out Man. to Leonard Literacy. <laughs> Follow him
2: at Leonard Literacy.
1: Isn't he? A, he's at Leonard Bookett, I think.
2: Oh man, sorry, I'm sorry, TJ. It's okay. We don't need to give him free plug.
1: Um, <laughs> that, NXT takeover. Let's get into it. I know you're excited. A hot. And over. <laughs> I was excited.
2: What's so that? Yeah, I mean, Kyrie saying uh, taking on uh, NXT Women's <laughs> Do Champion. Do we DDT NXT? Oh, we're we're gonna go back to DDT. So then. During the uh, also during the old man versus young man weapon battle royal, we're gonna go back to that. The woman is literally on a uh, Shinsuke Nakaposer. Um, as I, I somehow entabled him in my notes. I forgot about the cocoon. Yep. Yeah. Oh foam. my god! With the where they sucked uh,
1: the sucked the dude in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> and then he then he hit him with a bag of cans.
2: A hundred cans. No more, and no then, less.
1: And then he got slammed on the same um, plastic storage file crates we saw at Staples. Um, he got power bombed on those. But That was disgusting.
2: Yeah, yeah that's uh, the mallet of cans, made of cans. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's I crazy, the name of the match or the match itself, but uh, I want to watch this show again. My God. <laughs> I can't
1: believe we're uh, we're um, we're screwing over NXT the way we jokingly we going to screw over DDT by we're definitely getting into Peter Pan tonight, but first
2: <laughs> two weeks, baby, two weeks, <laughs> A impossible. Uh, uh, what is this? All Dragon Gate Japan new? What for what, <laughs> <sorry>. um Another DDT <laughs> show possibly this Saturday. Stay tuned at Strong Style Media, Russell Cast Radio. Twitter, at russellcast underscore SSM. Um, also, on Spotify, Shrunk Style Media, Russellcast Radio. But, for real, let's get back to NXT TakeOver uh, Women's Championship. Best two out of three falls. Pretty damn good riv- rivalry that kind of started at the first Mae Young Classic uh, when they had that, that awesome uh, Mae Young Finals uh, matchup where, of course, Kyrie Sane uh, won the inaugural tournament, Um, And then kind of was there for like eight months, Ryan, it seemed like. Uh, I think she won a title in between, lost it in between. Then Shannon Baszler just kind of took bleep over, you know, kind of (laughs) pre-Becky Lynch, if you will, um, you know, down in Florida. And, you know, of course, she has her friends uh, coming out here and, and, you know, kind of helped her early on where Baszler uh, kind of getting that, that first fall um, when uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir are coming out and, and attacking, kind of obvious, but but I mean, was it warranted? Did they need that Suzuki Goon, uh, you know, kind of aspect that early on? I I like it
1: because it establishes the heel tendencies and the fact that you know she's she's doing all this and you know when it's all said and done, she still gets the victory. She wins. She does win the match on her own, but it's kind of the thing where she just plays it off like she doesn't care, and oh, I didn't need them anyway. They were just here type thing, and she she keeps that heel persona, but they don't, you know, they don't sugarcoat her as a as a running heel. She's she's still in there and getting the job done on her own. It's just you know she's got her people with her, and they're gonna
2: do what they do. And apparently say saying it has uh, some people come out uh, for, for this match. And, and I would say I was surprised when I saw the time of this match because I usually thought this was a little under 20 minutes. There was just, there was action, there was a clear story. But when I found out this match was like about a little over 10 minutes, I was shocked because, you know, watching it live, I was just fully invested and so much was going on. A, I I I felt like I wanted a little bit more, but I was also satisfied at the same time. But again, it just seemed like such a marathon, um especially with that that last, you know, with how the finish happened where you know, Kyrie saying, you know, uh you know, she hits um the uh, the elbow and then Basler just kind of uh that schoolboys are over, just kind of, you know, Flips her over, hooks her, you know, gets her into cover for the quick uh, one, two, three, which I thought was insane. Um, but of course, before that, you know, we get the Ayo Shirai, you know, coming out, helping her out after, you know, uh, you know, Duke and, and Shafir, uh, you know, kind of uh, taking out Dakota Kai. But where I'm getting at this with is. A, they're setting up something, you know. More obviously, with Shirai coming out, you know, they're building up Dakota Kai. Um, you know, this is setting up for you know possibly a three on three. But I, I like how the different you know components you know can, I think, further this storyline. What do you think there? Yeah, I, I could see them definitely going to
1: an Eo Shirai and Dakota Kai. Tight match with you know say Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir mm-hmm. um, you know, Spoiler alert We have Shayna Baszler's Opponent already set up for Takeover Phoenix which I am ecstatic As hell about I can't wait for that So she's tied up But that's not saying they can't do something with Or do something with Kyrie and Dakota Kai or Hell Ky- Kyrie and Io Shirai together You know what I mean hmm And oh by putting gosh, them yeah. in there, putting Duke and Shafir in with the two of them, I think it's nice because it gives them veterans that they can learn from a program with. And, you know, it's, it's a group of people that depending if you have them, you know, win or lose, they're not going to lose any steam if they don't beat the two young upstarts, which gets them over, but they can just get themselves right back over. No harm, no foul. Um, so it's it's nice. And you can, you know, then it's one of those things where you can play up the fact of, oh, you know, they just, they had a tough match and they're not out here with Shayna Baszler now. So can, can the young upstart defeat Baszler and, and win herself the NXT title in which we know she's not going to win. It's just a place over feud, but they're going to make mm-hmm. a new star out of her. Um, you know, with with losing the Baszler on this, Alex, have you read the results or the the spoilers? I know I texted you last week about it, but did you see who they put up against her?
2: No, that's what I'm trying to uh, to uh, take a look at.
1: She is taking on Bianca Belair. Whoa! Yeah, that's what I said. So this is a perfect the build up is
2: gonna be wonderful, and you can there's a lot
1: you can do where you really can develop Bianca Belair and you can see what she can mm-hmm. do. And it, you know, the same thing was putting over uh, Duke and Shafir. If they work any combination of Shirai, Kyrie Sane and, and Dakota Kai is Bianca Belair is going to come out of this match. Even if she loses, which I'm sure she will a bigger star.
2: Oh yeah. Because
1: she's going to, you know, the way Baszler works there's, she's going to give her offense, and and Belair's going to have her hope spots, and she's going to have her her you know. This this to me could be another making moment of somebody a la Champa and Velveteen Dream, which we'll get into, um, mm-hmm. you know, after we talk the next match. But they can really make Bianca Belair look great here, and then you'd, by doing that, now you can sit her on the sideline and keep getting her over, but just have her waiting Mm -hmm. as somebody to come in and, you know, get the big push when, when needed.
2: My gosh, I'm, I'm savoring at what that match is going to be. I, I might just watch NXT just to see the build for that feud and, and, you know, just see what they're going to prep for, uh, for Phoenix uh, takeover. Um, Is it going to be called NXT takeover Phoenix rising? I don't know under that. <laughs> um, no, but this was a, a hell of a way to start off the show. I would say uh, again, a, a, just a fun, well-paced match. Kyrie Zane uh, again, Spitfire. I I don't mean that in in a demeaning way, but just the start of that third fall where she just goes at ba- uh, Baszler um, was just awesome to see, and and you just forget how uh, how deadly she can be um and and I I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where where they go with this one. Um my god. And then we we go to a match Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, of course, Gargano was the one who took out Black. Uh an interesting uh, storyline there. Uh a lot of people are digging it. Ryan, what are your thoughts on the Gargano turn?
1: I mean it's it's
2: I don't hate it.
1: Um you know, I I, I could I could live with it or without it to be honest with you. The match was great and that's what I care about, but the whole, I don't know. It's, you know, it, it to me feels like a placeholder story for Gargano because I still feel like when it's all said and done, Gargano is going to somehow get his comeuppance on shop at at the mania show. Um, But I just, you know, it, it was, it was a story that was what it was, but, Hey, we got a we got an incredible match out of the deal, and they told a fun story during the match with with Gargano slowly starting to kind of get agitated with the fans for being mad at him, and and mm-hmm. you know he's we could visibly see it, so that's what I thought was really fun about it. But you know they they told the story that I care about in the ring, and yes. that's where I always want to see it. And my God, did they deliver in this match!
3: Whew.
2: Alistair Black, this where was this when he was holding the the title? Like this was just an Alistair Black on a mission. Talk about you know where I said Kyrie saying was impactful. Alistair Black was coming out uh, throwing everything plus the kitchen sink at Gargano. Where I don't think Gargano got anything in until what the first like not until like the fifth minute. Into the <laughs> match just, uh, just taking all that aggression out. Um, but again, you know, as you alluded to, you know, just these guys told that story where, you know, again, with, with the storyline, I was like, really? Okay, sure. I'll go with it. Um, because I thought, you know, you can go a few different ways, but Hey, whatever, like you said, they delivered in the ring. Um, from I, I don't know black masses to German suplexes, DDTs, I just everything and anything you would want in, into this match. I mean, for me, anyways, I I hate to say it, Ryan, because it sounds like a broken record, but this, this to me was a match where I've seen probably about five times since uh, since the initial viewing. And I could watch this match over and over again. I would probably put this over the Almas match in January. That's one I definitely want to revisit really, really soon. But this match just, it it floored me. I, you know, I I, I respect Johnny Gargano. I've, you know, I I like what he does. You know, I'm not the biggest Gargano fan. Like, you know, Demetrius, you know, I, I know you're a pretty pretty big Johnny Wrestling fan, you know, even oh, yeah. you know, before WWE NXT, you know, you've been talking you guys have been talking to him, you know, ten years and whatnot. But this was the match, and and I thought the Ciampa feud was great. But Tomasa Ciampa was the guy that was that feud for me. You know, I was just like, oh yeah, he's mm-hmm. a lucky underdog. This match, I was just like, oh, I get the versatility of what he can do. He's just not the guy I saw at an NXT house show this past January, shaking hands with everyone, you know, which is awesome. Great guy. Seems like a nice guy. Hell, you know, awesome in the ring. But I was just like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, this is the Daniel Bryan, if you will. But again, he pulls the Daniel Bryan because he flips it, and he does it so well, where I was just like, ding! The light bulb went off, and I said, oh, this guy is the future. This guy is Mr. Ten Years for the company. Cause you can go either way. This is the John Cena. You can turn heel, you know, whenever, you know, for whatever reason and it would work because he is that damn good. And, and this just made me go, you know, yeah, that's the future. Alistair black bring this intensity going forward, forward with everything. Hey, congrats on the nuptials. Um, by the way, sir, uh, you definitely deserve it after this match. Um, but but again, this just was like, wow, this was Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, where you're just like, whoa, he gets it. It's like he's back in the driver's seat. And, you know, before I was like, I don't know what they'll do on the main roster. Now I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what he does on the main roster. And, and that's the one thing, too, with this match that
1: Johnny Argano is kind of He's the one that stood out for me out of the two, and I say that yes. because you, you know you know Gargano Almas is in my top ten for the whole year. I thought that was one mm-hmm.
0: of the most
1: perfect matches I've seen in a long time, with the story they told. I I've I've watched Alistair Black before in the Tommy End days till now, and I got to say the only thing that that concerns me is. Black has this great match with Johnny Gargano, yet I believe the last takeover he was on before this, he had an abysmal match with a guy, you know, yes, it was Lars Who Sullivan. Who they're pushing. <laughs> and, and yeah, so that, that right there is kind of a concern for me. But when you're the champion, you know, that's where your job is to go out there. And mm-hmm. it, it makes you wonder, you know, what – I I know he worked his ass off, and I don't want to discredit him, but I just I look at it as you know Gargano has the match with Champa, did or with with uh, with Black, or was Black having the match with with Gargano? Like you know, how much of it was it was so good because Gargano was in there, and you know it got me thinking how how much better of a match might Gargano have had with Sullivan. And it's just it's those weird things that, that I always think about, and yeah. and it's just it's it's an, you know it's another incident instance of you know what we've asked for with Nakamura and what we've asked for with Samoa Joe and you know obviously he's very consistent with a lot of three star specials but you know even the last year and a half with AJ which I still I, I as great as AJ Styles is. I don't know how many uh, fantastic matches I can count on one hand that he has really had since his first Mm -hmm. year. Um, You know, especially after, you know, you look after, after the Cena match at the Rumble, and I'm just wondering, like, you know, has Black... Did, did it did it pass already, or, or is he somebody that they need to just get to the main roster that maybe he's better suited for? And and by once again by any, by by all means, I'm not trying to downplay how great I went. I went four and a half on this match. I thought it was mm-hmm. I thought it was freaking tremendous. Um, I just I want to see Alistair Black do it again, but I want to see him leading the charge with somebody. And you know maybe it was just the fact of working Gargano that was enough to make him you know, get, get the spark back in. It definitely, the yeah. I
2: mean, it brought the best out in Alistair Black for sure. I mean, they were both on their A plus games. I mean, throughout, because again, where, where I, I thought the match was going to end five minutes before it probably was, go, you know, before the actual, absolute finish there. Um, so that's where I was just like, what, what else can, can they do? You know, and you know, and, and and I believe you know, Alistair Black took a lot of that offense to showcase. Hey guys, you know, I've heard a lot of chatter here, but I'm I'm going to deliver. But but again, when you have a dancing partner like Gargano, you know, he's going to make you look like a hundred bucks. So I mean, it, it's it's kind of hard, you know. Like you said, you know who, you know who led who. But in my opinion, I I think they they were just at their absolute best, and and they they tore the house down you know, only to lead into a match that tore the house down times infinity. Where, you know, I would say this is (laughs) damn near close to a perfect match where the championship match was a perfect match and beyond. I'm going to go Toy Story on this. Uh, (laughs) Dolphins Dean's dream. No idea where or how it just makes sense when I I thought about it more and more. Challenging NXT champion uh, psycho killer uh, Strong Style Media's uh, you know, fan of favorite Tommaso Ciampa. It was it was it was really good, man.
1: I I know I I'm I, I once again not downplaying it. I know I don't I didn't love it as much as you did. To that extent I still want four and a quarter, which you know is a pretty damn good match to to say mm-hmm. the least. Um I I loved everything they did. I thought the story was great. The only thing that stopped me from going as high as I did is it took me a while to get into the match. The beginning Mm -hmm. of the match, I just, for whatever reason, I, I just, I couldn't get it going. And I'm like, ah, I don't know why I can't get into this match. And then I don't know, maybe about six, seven minutes into it, I started, okay, that was cool. Or, okay, I'm getting, I liked that. And then, then I started getting into it, and then I started going, and then I started going, and then I thought the last five-minute home stretch was was uh, incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: that that final run between the two of them was so good. And I think, you know, now that I'm thinking through it in my head, I think when I started getting into it was when I kind of chuckled the first time he attempted the the Hogan boot and leg drop.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, like, and then I found myself – when he when he actually went for it the second time and hit it, albeit as awkward as the leg drop was, um, I was like, "Oh yeah, here we go, here we go, yeah, hit it, yeah." That was I was rooting for him to win it, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm in, I'm 100 percent invested, I'm glued to my seat till the end of this match," and mm-hmm. I was just that. And that. When he you know when he went for the the elbow off the top to the floor, God, it was brutal Ouch. with the
2: um, the apron
1: or whatever. Oh my lord. Just like, well, in between
2: dead. the dual rings, the uh you know the, the DDT shot there. Oh ouch. Ouch. Um yeah, I, I mean, I'm just gonna treat I mean again, just that match, the emotion in that match where again there wasn't, you know, a, you know, a three-month buildup. You know, there wasn't like you know, random run-ins or anything like that or little clues of this feud. No one was given an armband or anything like that.
0: It was like, <laughs> hey,
2: I've been delivering matches, you know, at TakeOver after TakeOver, you know, meaning Velveteen Dream. Give me my shot. This is my show. To where Tomasa Ciampa, you know, he's not going to refuse a challenge. And for as wacky as, a, you know, a scenario or a hell, even a, a long-term feud with these guys would be, this to me, it was just wow. I mean, just again, the emotions it was brutal. This match was brutal, not in a botched way, not in a you know, they they, they were just beating the living hell out of each other. You know, Valentine Dreams, what like 23 years old, like Patrick, yeah, he's, again, he's you know, young, like you know, coming you know from the uh, the tough enough. You know, competition reboots. What was it? The the fifteenth reboot. Um, you know, then you know, going to Maryland Champion. You know, Championship Wrestling. You know, and kind of carving up a name, getting you know, brought back in by the WWE, and just making this character. Where at first I pushed it away, and then you know, again just won me over at match after match because he improved and the consistency just got better. And better, and his character got weirder and weirder, and the mind games were just there. He was he was what a nineties, you know, professional wrestling character, you know, the prototype, but he could actually wrestle. Like that's the crazy mm-hmm. thing. He brings that kind of nuance to that character. Like, oh yeah, this guy, you know, I, I would have been a fan, but you know, then he puts in twenty plus minute matches. You're like, oh, I'm a fan now for entirely. A different sets of of reasons, but honestly, I mean, I I did not find you know you know maybe minus a that elbow like you were saying to the outside looked brutal. Besides that, I would say this is probably the best match Velvet Team Dream had in the ring. Yeah, I I do agree with that. It
1: was he he worked he worked hard, and it's I think that's the one thing. Where where I went to the rating of of the four and a quarter and not higher is I still see from a technicality point the the small nuances that 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 Patrick Clark Velveteen Dream still lacks and it's one of those things where this was a star making performance where he's arrived gimmick character wise mic wise. Mm -hmm. and he understands you can tell he understands everything he needs to do in there and you can see that this guy will be a star but as you mentioned he's 23 years old Mm -hmm. and he still needs to just have the experience and I know some people don't like it but I want him at NXT for another two years. And I know people Mm -hmm. say, well, they can't be in there that long. You know, look at Angelo Dawkins. He's, I mean, he's doing well in in Evolve. But, I mean, they don't even use him in NXT anymore. And he said six, you know, six, seven different gimmicks. And I get all that. (laughs) But he's 23 I've always had a problem
2: with when you would say that. But after this match, my first thought was you saying that. And I nodded in agreement saying, no, I get it. Like, he's, I mean, he could obviously be called up. But, again, you need to see him how he is as champion, how he can carry that. Can he still hold the crowd's attention? Will the crowd be over it, you know, if you will, since everyone's so jaded now as a wrestling fan, you know, where, you know, it, you know as the buck said, you know, hey, ever since these e-rumors came about, it seems like we're losing a little bit, you know, a little bit more fans here and there. Or, you know, Velveteen Dream gets a little bit more, you know, in into the culture, you know, will people say, ah, I liked him better when blah, blah, blah. You know, again, a, well, a wrestling fan. So you need I, I think to see, you're right. He needs to mature down there a little bit more.
1: And you need to see what he can do when he's the one that's carrying a match. Mm-hmm. I want to see him do what Ciampa did and, you know, go, all right, kid, you know, we're going to have a good match. You know, let's just knock this out. And I wanna see him two, three years from now, go out there with, you know, a guy like Kona Reeves, who if they ever decide to do something with him or anybody like that, doesn't matter who, you know, you can just put in there. Toa <laughs> <Hanare>, Yuck. Um <laughs> and, and I wanna see him go out there and make that match and, and you tell Okay, that was Velveteen Dream that was definitely leading that yeah. match. And, and if you bring him up right now, the other thing that, you know, that, that, that I look at is, what do you do with him? He's going to be lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. We're heading into Rumble season, and they already don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, we had to watch a Heath Slater versus Rhino retirement match on Monday.
0: <laughs> Who the <laughs> hell cares oh. about that?
1: Oh, no. Like, What was the point of that? And and that's one of those things where there's no reason to bring him up right now. So just keep grooming him because it's, it's the same thing I said when we go talking about the the roster 15 years ago in WWE, Mm -hmm. I was a hundred percent sold because of his look and he, he could talk a little bit on the mic, but he just couldn't work very well if they would have slow built and tried to actually develop Rene Dupree.
2: He was 21 yeah, years but old, I heard,
1: 19 years old.
2: Yeah, but I always heard the, he was his own worst enemy. Agreed, and it's because he's...
1: Look, why, why do you think Patrick Clark got kicked off a of tough enough? It's because everyone thought he was a pompous piece of shit. How they're, they're, you know, Chelsea Greens in the hot tub with somebody, and he's yelling at everyone that they need to... To respect this so they need to be up to his standards and then he's criticizing daniel bryan who who said he didn't have the technique and he's telling daniel bryan well i've been busting my ass on the indie scene for a couple of years now and i don't agree with like he was an ass on that show and i was i was like dude this guy's got all the talent in the world you can see it but he needs to learn who the hell he's speaking to mm-hmm. you know ricochet showed up everybody on his NXT trial the first time and made, an a, point, made a, a point to show how good he was, and they told him to kick rocks, and it took him two years to get to the company. So I understand 100% what you're saying about the Rene Dupree thing. Yes, you know he even says it in his RF video shoot where he, was, he knew he was, he was a piece of shit and he was part of his own failure. But the, yeah. the fact still remains that when you have somebody who looks that good and is that young, by signing them, you know what you're getting into. So take it with, with baby steps. Don't make him a tag champion in his first mm-hmm. day. You know, what do you expect's going to happen? Where It's like Daniel Pewter where he's, you know, told Kurt Angle, I'm in the main event because he was working the Rumble in his first match. You know, what do you think these kids are going to think? And by having Velveteen Dream... You, you gave him that second chance. You gave Patrick Clark that <laughs> second chance. And you can yeah. tell that he's he's definitely you never hear anything, so he must have got it through his head like, whoop, shouldn't have done that. It got me kicked off It was the same thing that happened with Matt Cross on the on the ta- on the, the Tough Enough. You know, they, they emphasize he's with him and CM Punk shaking hand or hugging or whatever in the locker room and and he was the same thing. And Austin's like, you're so damn worried about putting over that you can do the shooting, start pressing all these moves that you you have no damn character and you can't answer any of my questions. Get the hell out of here. And he was yeah, the was favorite. The first the
0: eliminated? He
1: was either the first or the second. The other one was uh, the hell the Funkadactyl chick when he's like, the hell is your favorite match? And so oh, yeah. yeah she was the first Alicia one. Fox. Yeah. And he, he's like, is there any other matches I
0: should know about? Get
1: the the hell out of him, of but he but he respected ring. her. And yeah, uh, I mean they and they gave her a contract and yeah. you know, it is what it is, but it just it's the it's the fact of you 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 did you know you did this once and you screwed up a chance to have a guy who could have been there for twenty years with you. Slow build this kid. There's no reason to push him. You went out and signed AJ Styles when he was forty or whatever, however old he was at the time. I don't I don't remember how old he is right now and I'm I I mean it's not that big of a deal to me but
2: Come on Ryan, jeez.
1: <laughs> you know so it's it's you know you have longevity with these things.
2: Mm-hmm. Just just keep
1: slow building them. There's nothing wrong with doing it just because No Way Jose was hot on the Largo Loop doesn't mean anything on the main roster and we see that each and every week. The Adam Rose just because he got a pop in front of Full sale every week doesn't mean he's over, you know? Just because these guys are over <laughs> on these NXT shows and say in front of the same 50 fans, just like Impact would run in front of the yeah. same 50 fans,
0: you've you
1: got to make sure he's there and he's all over. And that's the only thing I just I really want to make sure is there is because they got something in Velveteen Dream. You Does don't that have gimmick work? I does think it that does.
2: work week to week?
1: I, I think it does. I mean, look at um. This is kind of a lesser extent because they haven't necessarily got that full push push, but for a mm-hmm. while there, they were pretty 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 big deal. They figured out a way to make you know the fashion police work.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that was all that, backstage skits that were awesome. They were rarely on like in the ring. Well, they, they were, had, what, they were two doing matches in
1: 3 months. They were doing Smackdown like every week there for a while. They were I think they even well, had yeah, a almost yeah. shot on a pay-per-view for a minute there. I mean, it's not like they are the Ascension um, <laughs> <laughs> which I still I still have no idea how those guys have
0: jobs. <laughs>
1: yeah. Maybe they're really good locker room people, I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm glad you said that though, too. It's cuz we see all the talent that's there with Dream. But what if you bring him up in the middle of December, what's going to happen? If you want to do anything, do with what you did with Adam Cole last year and have him be a random entrant in the Rumble.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he'd get a fantastic pop if he just randomly oh, came my out gosh of the You know, That's what you're doing. You did that with Adam Cole and the Philly crowd loved it last year.
0: But
2: wow, that would be interesting if he, yeah, because it doesn't mean that he's up. It's just like, okay, let's see, you know, let's see the reaction. Let's see if, you know, what the radar is, you know, on on this kid. Because again, he's a kid.
1: Yeah, and now you give him, think of this too. Alex, you know, and tell me if you agree with this. He gets a huge pop because of all the marks that are there. So all your casuals who maybe in attendance are watching on the network are going to go, holy cow! They are really cheering for this guy. Who the hell is this? (laughs) Oh, he's from NXT. Well, maybe we should check out NXT and see what's going on with it. And you know, it could be the other way too because
2: you've been you've been watching a lot of training videos lately.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm in a sticky situation in my life, but I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but. Uh, I believe the week after Survivor Series, when you look at uh, the the top ten shows in the network, I believe TakeOver beat Survivor Series, which means more people watch TakeOver than Survivor Series. That's got to be telling when your development is now being the most watched show on your network over your main brand. And this is at a big four pay-per-view that you had a Rousey Charlotte match and a Lesnar Daniel Bryan match on.
2: Yeah, but you also had everything else before that. Um, no, yeah, I, I, you I, did. Again, that's just Tra- but, but also, I mean, the buzz that came out of this show, you know, too was was insane. Again, from from Matt Riddle coming out uh, to to the two you know matches we just talked about, the women's two out of three falls match. I mean, this was just a a fun card. and card, you know. And like I wrote on Facebook, oh yeah, and I I haven't even gotten to the main events. <laughs> but before we get to it, that, Tommaso Ciampa, I mean he's your champ, Till Mania, right? Like yeah, I, he's the guy I that can pretty much look anyone.
1: I still think they gotta figure out a way to give Gargano his title that he deserves and he should get a run with it. You you gotta somehow go back now to him getting a face turn at some sort. Um it sounds like they're going to Gargano, or excuse me, Champa and Black, potentially at Takeover. Um, okay. I I know there's a, there's a rumor of doing uh, Ricochet and Pete Dunne. Oh. Which would be awesome.
2: I'll be in Phoenix. <laughs>
1: you know, that's if you want my money. That's how you give it. You know, and you know we'll probably get something good with the undisputed era as per normal, but.
2: Yeah. Oh man.
1: But I don't. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see where we go. But yeah, you know, speaking of this main event, this was. This was kind of my Chompa dream. I think. Okay. You, now, do you had? Where did you have War Games? Did you have this the the fourth out of the four, or the third, or where?
2: I probably had this – realistically, I probably had this match, especially watching it the, the second time uh, at your house when we were doing the show last week, uh, forgetting how bat-shit crazy it was. I probably had this at two.
3: Okay.
1: Okay, so you had it over Black Gargano in the women's match. I.
2: Yes. I can
1: comfortably say – just on initial watch because of how hard I popped. And I know a lot of people have that that real stigma of this went 20 minutes way too long, and I get that, but I think it's just the old school, you know, mm-hmm. Dusty Coloff and the Road Warriors against the Horseman style mentality of a story they told and just the way everything paid off. But uh, the match hasn't the-
2: started yet. Just want to let you know the match has not <laughs> started yet. Hey, we we should have
1: a, ca- a counter for how many times Morrow and Nigel probably got told to say that because they were like I, like when we were joking they they were just saying it like as a joke it sounded like by the end of it like and just so you remember the match has not started yet. <laughs> <laughs> just, just absurd, but it was in how good of a in in the role of playing the heel was Bobby Fish.
2: When he came say, out,
1: welcome back, Bobby Fish. <laughs> he he throws the key into the crowd. Um, you know, he he pulls Dunn into the, fe, into he the game. He runs down
2: and just ramsacks the shark cage, making a comeback. Uh, yeah, and like you said, just <laughs> kicking the key, just tossing that into the crowd, which to your, you know, like, like you said last week, you no, know, why didn't, you know, the ref go and get the key? Or why didn't someone yeah, drink them?
1: The Drake Younger should have threatened vertebrakers like he was still in P W G to people. <laughs> you know, give me that key or I will kill you. <laughs> you know but but the the kudos I have too for Bobby Fish is, you know, now he goes and grabs four chairs and 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 they continuously work the three faces and then we get the, the here comes mm-hmm. Pete Dunn bringing in the kendo sticks, and you know, and even in the odds. So they told a really good face heel, and I think because of the way that the spots got worked when all eight were in there, and just how good all four of those heels really are—Cole Fish, uh, Roddy, and, and Kyle O'Reilly. Those guys were just—you know—I even
2: them. ask when I watch them. Honestly, I yeah. feel like. How people watch the Four Horsemen back in the 80s. Like, that aura of just like, yeah, these guys, like, rock. Like, they are technically sound, and they just have that attitude. It doesn't matter, good, bad. I mean, it's, you know, it it just matters that we're going to kick your ass. You know, and and like you always, you know, told me with Adam Cole, he's that NWA-type heel, and and you're 100% right. You know, he just plays... He plays it old school just tremendously. What's
0: and, this, and, if
2: you, will? you know, you mentioned that horseman thing, and
1: in, a, in an odd way, if you really want to try to play the side-by-side comparison, this may be about the closest we've gotten. You know, you look at Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. I know Roddy's a tag champ, but I still look at Bobby Fish because of Red Dragon and because Hell of their yeah. – incredible match with aop and you know the way that's another thing you know you look at how much they can make other guys and that's that's part of the thing I look at when you know I talked about the black thing is Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are two guys and you know Roddy to to that matter are guys that can make people look incredible and if if you talk Fish and O'Reilly this is Arnon Tully this this mm-hmm. is 100% Arnon Tully. You look at Roderick Strong, there's your Barry Windham. There's your big, badass bruiser with the suplexes. And, you know, I will never have another Ric Flair. But tell me Adam Cole coming out in suits with his hair back and ponytails, and he's the one mouthing off to everybody, but then he always gets the comeuppance, and he's got the Adam Cole pose and the swagger. I mm-hmm. mean, he's he's... In a way, you're you're kind of Ric Flair with that. You know, he doesn't have the role. Whatnot, but for sure. He looks damn good in a suit. It's like the Nick Aldis thing with him being champion. He looks great in a suit, but <laughs> it it really, as you said, it feels like a four horseman. And and I agree with that 100. I I love that assessment because this truly is about the closest we're gonna have to that. And they're they're great at it and. Mm-hmm. The beauty of it is you can tell the WWE 100% understands it is on board with it and and isn't screwing this up.
0: Because okay, yeah. the
1: one thing the Horsemen did was every war games match they jobbed. They got the, they got the advantage and they couldn't overcome the babies. They made these baby faces look tremendous. And the company instantly made two stars at the end of the night bigger than they already did when they left the thing with ricochet and pete dunn facing off
0: Hmm. and now
1: you get everybody talking about the what if we got those two together and then you got and then it goes oh man but boy did they have a great match with these uh with these other four guys and then it's like oh we still got war machine in the you know, in the mix to, to go against a couple of these guys. So it's when it was all said and done, I I thought this was this was a five star match. It was just because of the appreciation I have for the story they told from that war games aspect. And you know, mm-hmm. they went forty five minutes and when when this truly I thought this was truly over, you know, they hit you with a couple falsies and instead of going back into mm-hmm. the home they like go into their in ten minutes of good back and forth action, and I mean the finish was great. It was awesome, and and the double pin with Ricochet and Pete Dunne was it, you couldn't have. T- it was as perfect putting their arms on him as Cena and Batista getting eliminated at the Rumble together.
3: I mean you mm-hmm. couldn't
1: you couldn't do it any more perfect, and you know I so I said Bravo. This this is getting a five for me.
2: I mean you're you sold me no. Um, no, uh, and I I would say this is definitely a 4.99. I, uh, five, uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm rewatching, you know, a little bit of of the match as you, as you were talking about it. And to me, the time was not a factor whatsoever. I honestly thought, I was like, wow, that was the quickest hour I've experienced (laughs) in a match in a long time. Because like you said, where the match should have ended 10, of my, 10 minutes prior, they just continue just to beat the living hell out of each other. And again, just planting the seeds, you know, with, with the Ricochet-Pete Dunn match, you know, the, that was on NXT a few weeks before, you know, which kind of led up to this, you know, and then, you know, hopefully leading something in Phoenix, you know, or hell, dare I say, in New York. Um God, that would be amazing. Uh, you know, <laughs> where it's just one on one. Like to me, uh, there was just so many you know components. It just fit so well. So then again, why do they do it better than Monday and Tuesday? It doesn't make be- sense. It's because they do. it they. They don't
1: do anything. Tell me exactly. Reiterate and say, say the exact reason to me again of the build up for for Chompa and Velveteen Dream. What was the whole build of that match? Uh,
2: that he steals the show and he deserves the belt, uh, the, the title.
1: Yeah, I'm coming for that title because yeah. I deserve it. And Champa says, "Yeah, I, no, you don't." And I'm, but I'll beat your ass. Okay, great. That's the story. What's so wrong about that? Why do they have to, oh, man, Heath Slater's got kids and he just beat Rhino to keep his job. Like, Who gives this shit? <laughs> you know, I don't care. And maybe that's why, that's another reason after talking this out, where I had a little bit of a, of a I don't care with the, the Gargano Black thing. I don't need a WWE... Main roster storyline. Fine, you took him out. Cool. Now you're gonna get his. Come up, he's gonna get his come cool. Leave it at that. You don't need to have all yeah. this extra. I'm wearing a hoodie. And,
2: it wasn't like who know? ran Austin over with the car. Oh, it's Rikishi. What? Okay, like that. It <laughs> yeah, was, it you was that same thing. It's like oh, who ran over Goldberg? You know, it was a great right, move. <laughs> at- like, huh? Okay. <laughs>
0: Great mood Crowd's like holy shit <laughs> You know
1: But look at And look at the main event It's the Undisputed Era who have no respect for anybody They're going to take people out Who get in their way War Machine and Pete Dunne and Ricochet Are like nope You know we're going to stand up to these guys And we're going to beat you And we're not going to let you run amok in this place Because this, you know this is NXT You know this is, this is where wrestling is and we're sick of this crap. You know, we're gonna take you guys out at every chance we get. Okay, cool. I wanna see it. I wanna see a fight. I don't need I don't need Gene Snitsky to give Lita a miscarriage so Kane gets pissed at him. Like
0: Okay, get well maybe he should go to jail.
1: Baby. You know? Maybe you should put Gene Snitsky in jail then. You know, yeah, I don't need I mean... the big boss man stealing Big Show's dad's dead body. <laughs> now, <my laughs> kid, that's so way big.
2: old, but for some but reason. then we would never see Big old, Show man. ride a casket.
1: If <laughs> boss man, he's like, ha, ha, look at him on there, that big bastard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yelling at him.
1: But it's just, those are the kind of things, like, why do we have... Sasha Banks and Bailey sitting in chairs, having a Q&A, a Q&A session with fans in the crowd about what superpower they would like to have. Oh, Only yeah. for Bailey to say, my superpower would be to make Alexa Bliss disappear. And then they all go, oh, what the hell's the point? Because they
2: got to sell that merch, yo. Entertainment, y'all. 2.0. Yeah.
0: It's, but that's it's why
2: like... it's not appealing because it's not 2001, it's not 1995, it's 2018, and they still don't realize the audience has been smart since forever. So you know they just <laughs> ploy to that aspect where when you when you're you know you're texting like oh gosh and the Q and A I I don't believe you and then you know I I go to Raw. And I see it, and I've said, Oh, he's, he's not kidding. And I, I pause it, and then I walk out of the room, and then I, I yell make sure no one's in the house, you know, I, I just <laughs> yell into a pillow, and then I don't watch it
0: like, it's, because it's, it's
2: ridiculous. Because why isn't Sasha Banks, you know, in, 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 in these matches? Like, it's, it's so unbelievable. Why she still stuck with that? You remember her and Bailey kissed. You remember that was a thing. Oh, I remember
1: when they were gonna kiss, or when she told her she loved her.
2: Yeah, that that whole thing, like yeah, that they, they lasted about to, a week. That,
1: then, yeah, literally six days. I was, was excited rotten. for it. I was like, man, this storyline is gonna be tight. But no, that was just no. because I'm a dude. But that's beside the point.
3: But, HLA okay, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Three minutes And
2: then they bring out Walter <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, <my laughs> It's like gosh.
2: run Bailey
1: ba- Bailey run <laughs> Bring
2: out the human you, tornado
1: Look
2: at, Oh he would whoop that ass he doesn't care <laughs> <laughs> look,
1: at, look at him! But look at the, Oh god where was I going Oh look at our debate we had last week When, when we, we were together How yeah. I loathe the fact That they made them to hug and you liked the idea because of the you know that's how friends are two freaking days later on smackdown yeah. they're talking smack to each other and making fun of each other and talking yeah. bad about how i if you ever gave me another match i'd beat your ass and i'll kick yours and it's it it, it once again i looked at the thing and went yep
2: we yep. shouldn't have had them
1: embrace each other because you just did. That. They had
2: something, and then they did exactly what you said would happen. That's why what I get for having hope—they're killing my it's, soul, Ryan. And,
1: and I just sit there and shake my head, going, "It, it just it." And the worst part is, it's so predictable. Like the minute they started yelling at each other, even the like the crowd groaned. Like you could see the crowd, yeah. like. Oh like and then okay yeah she made a, she made a couple good diggers at at Charlotte and the crowd popped for Becky but you know they got back into it but the initial start of them immediately you know cat fighting with each other verbally was like oh my god it 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 literally when i say when i said the like a month or two ago it's it's like alex you you're booking you're booking raw and <laughs> You're out the next week and then I step in and I call you and I'm like, hey, Alex, you know, I'm Ryan Cook and I'm going to be the intern writer for the week while you're on vacation. Uh, where would you like me to keep or, you know, leave off with what was going down? Oh, I don't care. Just do everything fresh. It's not that big of a deal. I'll be back next no. week. You know, are you sure exactly. you want to continue the storylines? No, go and do whatever you want. Have, have fun with it. You know, the crowd's not going to know any difference okay and then I book completely different shit than what you had mm-hmm. and then you come back the next week and go back to the way you were booking that's literally how this went they no, so are
2: you the guy I got a punch for adding a third person into this match because that's exactly <laughs> the scenario you just said that guy went on vacation and said, oh yeah we're, we're going to throw in a, a third lady and make it a triple threat at DLC when you have a money match in Charlotte Becky after Becky is cleared to wrestle again. Oh, yeah, we're going to throw this in is, the next fan favorite. This is his bad... This is you throwing on Alicia Fox. No, you're going to throw oh, God. in the best of the best, who in theory will beat both of these women single-handedly. Uh,
1: and that's so probably why they off. did it, Is is let's get another worker in the match. That's probably why they did it. But, like, you know, you look at... You could almost base that as, as three different writers. You have the one writer who has them fighting. Then the next week, the new writer comes in and has them hug and make up. And then this week, you have another writer come in who only saw that them, they were fighting. So he goes back to them fighting, but wants to add his own spin on it and put the third woman in there. Like it's
0: just, it's, It doesn't make sense.
1: It, it doesn't make sense. Yet, just like you said, when you're watching TakeOver, Velveteen Dream wants to come and prove that he is good enough to be your champion. And, to, and Tommaso Ciampa does not agree with it. So what do they do? They have a title match. Boy, oh boy, that was easy to do. And then they have a great match. It's just it's not hard. It's yeah, not it's hard. Yeah, it's just like
2: the War Raiders saying, hey, I want to fight. I want those belts. Yeah. Sorry, I want those titles. Yeah, I'll, I'll go in a cage match with two rings just to beat the crap out of you.
1: Yeah, and, and then you got undisputed. Air going, okay, we did this last year and we won. We don't want to do it, but we'll figure out how to make it work. And then you have the, mm-hmm. you know, the baby faces. We're going to take them out and kick their ass. But then the heels, haha, we're smarter than you. We won the coin toss, or we we had Kyle O'Reilly beat Hanson. And we pulled all the out all, all the stops to make sure we got the advantage. All those damn heels! I hope they get their comeuppance. And then they did. Hooray! That was easy. <laughs> it's not hard, people. It's not. It's not difficult to book a good wrestling show. There's there is always a time and a place to have some sort of a crazy goofy angle or something outlandish happened, that's fine. I can live with that because there's different crowds that like that stuff and you got to please, you know, appeal to everybody. And sometimes it's kind of funny. I enjoy those things sometimes. But when there's six an episode every week, uh, it's just, it's watching. I I, I seriously am not going to, I'm not mad that I've been at the point now since, since we got back from all in. That I really only watch the pay-per-views for the Eno. It mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't written down a Monday Night Raw in my book um, since October. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and,
1: and I was writing down. If, I mean, if I would have turned on public access and there was wrestling, I was writing it down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just like, eh, This is background noise. That's what it's been, like last night. <laughs> last night on Raw, they suddenly just turned Dolph Ziggler's face, essentially, and have had him start fighting Drew McIntyre.
2: They already. Wait, so a match that's WrestleMania money, they're prematurely ending with probably <laughs> no logical resolution except a blow off match next week on a Raw? Wait, they you're, had the same because Drew McIntyre's already in a match. At TLC randomly, which will be a really good match, by the way, with Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, but again, him and Ziggler—that's a mania build. Boom. That's money. Yeah. No, that's they mere match. They,
1: they had uh, Drew McIntyre Appreciation Night, and Baron Corbin oh, gave okay. him a what? like a gold badge
2: um, for how you proud of him he was. You didn't even have a is. championship.
1: <laughs> to which Ziggler comes out and says, "Hey, you know, is my invite still in the mail? I'm the one who brought you in. You know, I was the, the You were just the muscle. You know what gives?" And Maguire like, "You were just the pawn." And then he Whoa. zigzags him, and then Corbin makes him the mat, makes a match, and then he just beats the hell out of Ziggler until Balor comes out and he eats a super click, super kick from Ziggler and gets pinned clean.
2: What? <laughs> You're kidding No I, You're, I, I'm not I literally was filing my nails Like oh, I know where this match is going to end I'm going to watch it Just because I'm like wait what No he just You know they just had Drew
1: McIntyre job clean on Raw What
2: <laughs> Oh my gosh I have a headache It's it's terrible and this is why
1: it was the last. I don't drink anymore, me. but
2: that literally makes me want to go grab some Johnny Walker, <laughs> throw a glass on the ground, Muzzle Dove. Good, really? <laughs> there's, that there's... Wait, so you're trying to build him up, and then you have him lose against Good Guy Ziggler, the most annoying character in the world. You know when <laughs> Ziggler's a face when he's hosting the Challenge reunion shows. Because I forget it's Dolph Ziggler, because he's vanilla AF on that show. <laughs> hey man, it was he—he he was mad. At I you. love you, Ziggler, but wow. I'm happy was, one and all, but geez. So are him and Rollins gonna take on uh, McIntyre and Ambrose? He,
1: I, I'm I'm waiting for like, it'll be like Ambrose Lashley and
2: McIntyre against. Ziggler,
1: Rollins, and Balor or something.
2: You know what's crazy is they could do Finn Balor, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania and they won't. <laughs> Dude, they don't.
1: It's just it's it's not even worth talking. They're just, it's so no, bad.
2: Not even for the Intercontinental Championship. That could be for the whatever the Universal Championship means like brand supremacy, whatever those terms mean. Like That could be a main event at WrestleMania, Ryan. Like how crazy yeah. is that? Rock and yeah, roller yeah. coming out? Obviously is, he's gotta turn back into him.
1: This is still the company who got a billion dollars from Fox and then has that show get slept at their pay per view.
2: They just love burning money. Or making
1: <laughs> it. Um We've got about twenty minutes left of the show here. Uh, Alex, before we step into Progress 78, you want to tell everyone about one of our one of our fun little uh sponsors we got going on here?
2: Yes, we uh partnered up with FML Solutions Inc. Uh, pretty much the, the start of twenty eighteen. Of course, that awesome innovative deer stand made right here. In uh, western Minnesota, a wonderful uh, deer stand, which, again, turns into a cart, so you can haul your trophy back to your car with ease. Plus, you can assemble and disassemble in under 30 minutes. And, uh, hey, Ryan, if you ever wonder how you can get a deer stand under your Christmas tree this holiday season, don't forget FML solutions We'll have you covered. Um hell, even if you can't pay for it all up front, just contact FML solutions at FMLSolutionsInc.com, and you can set up a payment plan and then delivery will happen once payment is made in full and then it could be delivered when uh when the money is paid or hey, whenever, you know, for the next hunt, you know, come springtime or whatnot here. But uh go and check out FML Solutions Inc. dot com uh, for more. And also check them out on Twitter um, at FML Solutions Inc. Again at FML Solutions Inc. Big trade show coming up uh, in Ohio in March. Nice, nice. Good for those guys. Always, always.
1: Uh, friends of the show have a good time with them. You know what what else we had a good time with? Progress 78 24 hour progress people. Now this show excuse me, did happen about 3 weeks ago and was so much going on And us you know finally getting into Bola and checking that out. We just haven't had time to talk about. It. We I just forgot we said our time. So Bola. Bola. <laughs> Golly. Um, oh might my Um my a 3 gosh. show week. <laughs> yeah, I mean we, we we're gonna we we're gonna try to get to Janella tonight. I don't think that's gonna happen. We still gotta talk Bola. Um, we got our DDT Grand Prix Roundup show probably on Saturday. Talking the first oh, yeah. three, four nights of the thing. But um,
0: this is kind of running
1: down progress. This this was one of those things where th- this show didn't you know it's kind of like seventy seven where it didn't knock my socks off with with. A ton it of stuff. I'll hours. tell you, the, and, and, but there was three really good matches on this show um, that that I can't wait to get into, and a couple pretty good matches. Ooh. This was a this was a show where where you look at the match quality, and it was there. It was definitely there. Um, a couple of memorable matches. Still, nothing that was like Vaults or Tyler Bate to me. But we mm-hmm. definitely got close there, and we would have had we would have had potentially a match of the year if if one of these would have got a finish on of the run in, which led us to our
0: progress mm-hmm. seventy
1: nine main event. But um Eddie Dennis uh defeats Speedball Mike Bailey who
2: we've come to two Mike Rowanoli from DDT Yeah, two Mike
1: Bailey's in, in one weekend we had there. if you would have told me I would have um,
2: seen Micah Bailey twice in two days, I would have punched you right in the face. Um but then <laughs> I would have had to <laughs> take a receipt. Because uh, I would have speedball, you speedball. You... <laughs> <laughs> Great
1: match with Eddie Dennis. I went three and three quarters. Yeah. Um, I love the, the, you know, he, he goes for the moon salt double knee spot and gets countered. Does end up hitting it later on. Great job from Eddie Dennis to make mm-hmm. Mike Bailey look really good. Crowd hundred percent behind Mike Bailey. Definitely wants them to come back, but they were some pretty good spots. They had some big spots on the apron. A lot of fun stuff. Eddie Dennis, though, looks good, gets the victory. Yes. Keeping him looking strong. Uh, just an overall fun match. Uh, what'd you think of the the opener?
2: Agreed. Um, uh, Eddie Dennis, I, I definitely am a fan of. I've yet to see the UK incarnation of, of Eddie Dennis, um, but soon, soon, but anywho, who, uh, no fun opener. Um, you know, again, uh, Mike Bailey, uh, did impress me a little. You know, I'm, you know, something where I'm like, oh, I, I'm i not gonna fast forward, to uh, well, <laughs> you know, fast paced, fast paced action, a fun opener. Um, yeah, what was the next, sir? Uh, second match, we had Isla
1: Dawn taking on, um, Lana Austin. I went two and a half on it. It was what it was. I didn't really get into Lana Austin too much. Isla Dawn kind of comes in, gets the victory, short match too, kind of in mm-hmm. and out, um, two and a half stars on it. Nothing oh. nothing bad, nothing great, uh, nothing too memorable to me. But, you know, it was a good way to get Isla Dawn over, especially if you were going yeah. to get her in there the following show with, with Jordan Grace.
2: Oh, Isla Dawn... Awesome. Um I, I like how she's been on on the last couple. Um she was also in uh, chapter 79 um as you stated against Jordan Grace there. So, um but no you know a Lot Austin awesome. a fun character. I would say um but you know again, you know Isla Dunn uh, this was you know kind of to to get her over. Um like you said a, a pretty quick match here. Um the match of the na- I'm sorry. Let's let's go into the next match. (laughs) Yeah, next up we
1: get Chris Chris Ridgeway. Excuse me, I don't know why I couldn't say that. Taking on Jordan Devlin. Wow, this was freaking awesome! I went four Mm -hmm. and a half on this match. Beat the hell out of each other. Chris Ridgeway comes in and totally, totally starts to make himself, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, well known right off the bat with with people who haven't necessarily seen him in these in these shows. Um you, Jordan Devlin has been great uh since his comeback. He had an awesome yeah. match and I still watch it, but I've heard match of the year level against Pete Dunne on the NXT UK show. Can't wait to check maybe I'll check that out tonight. Um but it it was it was a great show. Everything a great match. Everything was done well. A lot of good false finishes. Very mm-hmm. stiff too but Devlin gets the victory, uh, keeping his momentum as he moved on to progress seventy nine um, with with his match with Mark Andrews. But no, this this was tremendous. Can't wait this to watch that. F- favorite match of the night for me um, mm-hmm. would have been would have been second best, uh, but because of the next match. But yeah, <laughs> uh, because of, because of things, this was my match of the night. Like I said, four and a half stars. This was tremendous.
2: I. Again, this was a match where I thought was going to be, you know, I was paying attention, but I was like, yeah, this might be a background thing, you know, check on a few things here and there. Uh, but no, uh, from the slow uh, exudeness of the beginning for them trying to, you know, feel each other out, if you will, uh, you know, kind of see where, where their chemistry was going to land. And I would say a big part of why this, this, uh Matt's work was the audience. It was deafening and kind of in in that little, uh, little hall there. Um, and, and this was the match where I was just like, I don't know who I'm supposed to root for, but I'm very happy. I'm watching these two men brutally beat the hell out of each other. I don't know if this is the thing now in, in the independent scene here, Ryan, uh, where the lariats uh, in Japan is to the DDT on the ring apron in in British wrestling. I don't know if that's kind of the standard as is, you know, the spear in American wrestling as one of the most overused moves, but uh, some very brutal spots uh, on the apron uh, along in this matchup here. But um, I loved it. This was a masterclass in technical strong style. um, I wrote and and also reminded me of Gargano, Aleister Black, from War grain, War Games, except in technicality, Chapter Seventy Eight happened before that match. Uh, so, but but overall, fantastic. And like you said, you know, we had the next match. It just got better. <laughs> it just got yeah, better. David Starr, look high he's up. He's awesome. Sure, David
1: Starr, Ilya Dragunov. This was this was like on Ishii Suzuki level of yes. stiffness. Um they yes. beat the hell out of one another. And and everything they did, it just they kept going more and more and the falsies were great. Um you know, Dragonov, he he keeps trying to go for Torpedo Moscow. He's not getting it. David Star is countering everything. The, the, the just the violent the forearms and the 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 massive lariats as you just talk about that continue to happen, mm-hmm. and you know counter you know Dragunov gets gets out of a couple from Star hits a nice Enzi couple couple kicks there Star comes right back with a heavy no, line. they're just, just destroying one another and then Travis Banks comes out and attacks both of them
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we get a no contest and I'm like you son of a bitch. <laughs>
2: No, this was definitely an eight-star caliber level of a match. It was like Barry Bonds as a Pittsburgh prior, where you're like, man, Hall of Famer for sure, and then San Francisco and the big ahead happen. You're like, oh, well, you know, that happened at the end there. But does it really taint it? No, because this match, like you said, rocked. The intensity, uh, not only from David Starr's amazing, fantastic introduction, which I need that shirt, by the way, (laughs) Um, which I think I coaxed uh, where I I can introduce Dave at his wedding uh, was something along those lines uh, with, with stars intros. So that's going to be cool. Um, But no, this was, yeah, just what you want in wrestling. Like I get the strongest style method now you know I, I see it a little bit more you know I, I see the I should say the parallels with them in Japan with that aspect I, I kind of thought I had a feeling of what it is but watching progress new Japan on a steady level Ryan I truly understand and these guys as well as the match preceding it uh, showcase on on what strong style is and how it can still be a beautiful thing to watch in the ring. Uh, because you have no idea where the hell they're going to go into a match. Um, <laughs> but no, Dragunov, this guy's the real deal. WXW, WWE, who do you want to see Dragunov face in his first three feuds? Go. Damn, first three feuds? Uh, well, no, this is
1: NXT. So, um, I would love to see Dragunov work. Keith Lee, uh, I would love to see Dragunov in there. <sighs> give me, give me Tommaso Ciampa.
0: Ooh. And
1: I, I don't know if he could match the, the stiffness, but I would love to see the intensity of a Ilya Dragunov and uh, a, a, like a Roderick strong type Ooh. match. With, you know, Draganov throwing the everything. At Roddy in that and Roddy just cuts him off with, with vicious chops a la like Walter. Yeah. <clears throat> Those are my on the fly, uh, as quick as I could.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, off the open, uh, defending their titles against the Calamari Thatch Kings. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Uh, Kyle Fletcher and of course Timothy Thatcher Sacramento Zone Um, Fun match It it was weird seeing Aussie open In a match with uh, only two teams Not going to (laughs) lie
3: So the face was
2: different in a way And I think it was a good thing
3: Yeah
1: no I like the way that Chris Brooks And Timothy Thatcher Are so different that it worked as a great team. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and from what I've seen from pictures on the upcoming shows, it looks like Kid Likos is back from injury. So they'll probably just be running CCK again, which I don't know what that means for Timothy Thatcher, Um, but Thatcher must be doing something different. But yeah, I mean, it it was a good little fill in tag team for the two when, when Mm -hmm. Kid Likos was, was injured. So let's see now where they go with this, but I, I thought it was cool, man. I, I I really liked this match. I went 3 3 and a quarter on it. It it wasn't my favorite Aussie Open match this year, but it was it was nice and it was a good simple mm-hmm. hey, let's just have a fun little little contest and kind of go from there and you know just just give Aussie Open that you know, a good, good, nice tag defense where they look a little strong after looking as vulnerable yes. as they did against
0: Give them a little uh, legitimacy. the Grizzled Young
1: Veterans. Yeah, yeah. It was it was more of a dominating victory.
2: Mm-hmm. Speaking of dominating, uh, I would say <laughs> on the mic, uh, Zach Gibson being the challenger uh, this chapter for the Atlas Championship against Trend 7. Brutal... Brutal uh, in and out of the ring in this match, Ryan, and that was just on the mic. <laughs>
1: the the Gibson telling uh, Trent Seven, he's just the WWE UK uh, reject, the leftover of Mustache Mountain and British Strong style, and just completely dogging, uh, wow. hit, dogging him, and, and Seven delivering it back, and he, you know, kept talking about his five second loss. Yep, and uh, what happens? Uh, Trent seven beats him in
2: four seconds. <laughs> New record. Awesome. It was usually, awesome. Uh, usually, I I roll my eyes when that happens because it's it's so obvious. But in this instance, I love love me some Zach Gibson, especially from the uh, the UK tournaments uh, from earlier this year. But. My God, his jaw jacking. He was on point, And to see him just, you know, get that loss, it was beautiful. And again, usually, you know, I, I roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, gosh. Okay, they're going this and that. But John Seven was just, uh, do you think he was just like, go at it? Or do you think that was a lot of surprising hits there? From Gibson? I,
1: I think they probably had bullet points. Like, discussions with the two. Like, okay, you know, let's you know let's definitely we got to put we got to throw this out there you know let's let's definitely use WWE just because mm-hmm. of the name value that you know people will pop for it but you know they I mean they, they threw them digs out there man and it was great and I mean what a better way to it normally i get so frustrated too when i watch those kind of like ah oh, it's over that quick but it didn't it didn't make me mad that that they they went that route, especially having Trent mm-hmm. Seven get the victory.
2: And then the main <laughs> Yeah, you, you
1: talked about how, you know, the Mark Haskins story was so good. And, yeah. Know, he's finally getting a shot after vacating the title because they said he'd never wrestle again. And, you know, he went in there and did as much as he could, but he ran into, and, you know, I, it's, it's different than part of what I've had when we did our mid-year, but I'll tell you what might be my wrestler of the year, Alex, or uh, you know, the, the one that is going to be on this, this ballot for sure. And he, he just, it wasn't enough to defeat Walter. I, I'm telling you, what if you look is? at the second half of 2018, I don't think there's a better guy in wrestling. I, I, I'm really thinking that.
2: No, I mean, heck, even from the you know three nights of the Bola, um, you know he he had some pretty pretty damn good matches, but the progress shows, you know that that I've watched ever since Hello Wim- Wembley. Um, I there's no disagreements. I mean, he he has that Okada type of flavor of of 2016, you know where everyone's just like ooh. Who's this guy? What does this guy do? And then you watch him in the ring, and then you're just like, "Wait a second. How is he moving so gracefully? How is he mercilessly beating someone, throwing them around like a rag doll, and, and just enjoying every second, and you know loving the thrashing that they give, and then, oh yeah, here's just a power bomb. Oh, lariat. You know, it's, it's, it's just insane. Such a Jeez. tremendous talent he's the the best bruising
1: fight in the comp in in wrestling. Like Mm -hmm. there's when, when you, you know, the Okada thing that you said is, is a great way to look at it. And in, in his own right, it's the same thing to me as Okada, but just a little differently in the fact that when you see Okada come out, you go, that guy's their champion. Mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, obviously he's not at the moment, but when when he would come out with his big chains and his giant robe, you didn't need to see the belt. You know, his he's got the bleach blonde hair or the purple. You know, he's got the the, the hairs dyed to match the gear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This dude's a million bucks. He's got the the money dropping from the ceiling. He's got Gato out there with him. You know, he's the deal. It's the same thing, like you said with Volter. It's just. With Walter, you look at him and it's like, "Oh my God, this guy he is just to kill, buddy."
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean he's, standing he's
1: standing having fun you know, just,
2: just, just beating the living hell out of people, and it's just it's fun to watch. It's like you say, him and Tyler baited at Wembley. It's it, to me, and I don't want to sound way over dramatic, but it was just like, okay, this is like Andre the Giant battling like a daniel bryan like a random dream match where like this just has a big match feel like a true underdog type of feel but <laughs> hey, there was but but tyler bates is not an underdog is like dude i'm the big strong boy i i'm gonna get this done No pun intended. And,
1: and like i said to you i i think right now that's my match of the year I mean that match was incredible, and I think the reason it you know one hundred percent gets the nod for me right now is my potential match of the year is the simple fact of it wasn't even supposed to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was supposed to be Zack Saber Jr. and him, and when ZSJ got pulled for for from New Japan or by New Japan, they said, "Well, we got to do something quick. Hey, we're not we don't have anything with Tyler Bate going on." Let's have him. Win. You know, he wins the the turn. You know, he, he wins that that crazy playing match. The show before it and gets in, and then this came from us. Like, are you like we almost didn't even get this?
2: Happy accident.
1: Yeah, and that's not to say it doesn't happen. You know what? The following progress when they did the Zack Saber match. But I tell you what, the atmosphere in that crowd made that match that good. I mean, look at that picture you posted on. The Russell Cast Facebook page with the two of them in the center of the ring. Agreed. I mean, it just looked that way and when when you look at Valtzer, it's like looking at Mike Tyson. When Mike Tyson was in his prime, you'd go, Oh my god, here he comes.
2: It's the best I don't know man if anybody's gonna planet. be able to
1: Exactly. When when Valtzer comes out you're going, Uh oh. Somebody's gonna get hurt tonight. Yeah. And it usually happens. <laughs> You know, and, and you're trying and to think so how,
2: good. in their opponent's point of view. Like, what would I do to take him out, or how bad am I going to get beaten up today?
1: Well, and look at how good he makes you Look at the the the, the Shingle match from from the second night of the or the third night of the mm-hmm. Bola. It was great, and all and it was Walter being Walter, and you know it, it showed that if you have any sort of a slip up, anything can happen. And Shingo mm-hmm. caught him and wins the match, and it did nothing to hurt Walter. and it just did did more for Shingo. And and it was so simple. It just it's that's how dominating he is. There is there is nobody in wrestling right now that I think has that. you you know, and I and I know I go to her a lot with it, but it in a way it it reminds me of the same persona. I feel like when I see Shayna Baszler come out. I go, mm-hmm. oh yeah, somebody's gonna get roughed up. And It's the same thing with Volter. I see him and I go, here we go. Uh oh, oh, I'm ready for this. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what we get out of it. And I just that, that's why I can't wait to see what happens with these the shows this weekend. When uh, I don't know if the full cards are out, but I can't I, I can't wait. I'm I'm thoroughly ecstatic for this stuff. This is gonna be awesome.
2: Well, yeah, honestly, I, I think he could definitely be a a once-in-a-generation wrestler. I don't know what Vienna German wrestling is, their history, their pedigree, but, man, if this guy isn't the, the poster boy in the future for that European side of wrestling, wow. Because, again, like, ugh, baddest man on the planet. Like, he's mm-hmm. the guy you want to see at the Tokyo Dome at the WrestleMania, at the Wembley Stadiums. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, You know, so he is your main event. That's why I'm saying he has that Lesnar type of feel where, you know, that 2002 Lesnar where you're like, how is this guy doing this, doing that? And then you know, just also compelling into a match that can go 20, 25, 30 minutes and my God, I don't even know what 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 chapter eighty even entails, so I'm I'm using more intrigued. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to avoid any sort of uh, spoilers
1: or match card or anything until I finish seventy nine, which I'll do here probably tonight or tomorrow. But it's it's I I just I can't fathom enough how bigger you know how good this guy is and how much he he can do this and how much this you know, he is the. The epitome of the main event and you know it's once again with this with this uk thing as long as as long as he doesn't end up being on the main roster i'm fine but it's if he goes up to the main roster it's like sending him out to the pasture to die (laughs) because you mean there's like i understand vince loves these guys but look what happened to you know and I know this is completely different because he doesn't have nearly the same skill but he's he looks identical to me of of vladimir kozlov
0: <laughs> no. same
1: hair same same type of face same same gimmick look um same body type in a way and look what they try to do with him now obviously we know Kozlov was not that good and that's why he didn't go anywhere but it's just it's one of those things where I don't feel confident in what that main roster is going to do. Cause they, they didn't know how they couldn't book Samoa Joe, right. And what's the difference with him? You know, I, I think, you know, Walter right now is better than Samoa Joe, but you know, it, it's just, we know what Samoa Joe could be. And they just never, they never did anything with him. If they do anything with him, what makes you think they're going to do anything with Walter? So we'll see what happens here. Um. Yeah, I'm excited um, I think uh, Alex Alex has stepped away here um, I am going to play it safe here Knowing the, the blog talk situation That we usually run into
0: um,
1: Saturday, we're going to try to run A DDT Grand Prix recap Of uh, a couple of the shows They had a show on the 30th A show on the 1st And a show on the 3rd So there will be about 4 or 5 nights Of the Grand Prix We'll kind of lump it all in together, talk them for an hour or so, and just kind of keep you up to date as we've been we've been getting into we've been getting into this uh, the DDT run, and we're excited to check out their version of the G1. So we'll break that down for you as well as potentially yeah. another show this week if we can try we're to sneak wrestling. it in there because we so I I have moved out in Japan. I apologize.
2: Uh we got to say? <laughs> Do you want to break down the British contract thing, or do we want to save that?
1: Um, I
3: well
1: to be fair, yeah, I think we should. Because to be fair, uh, I'm still skeptical on what Blog Talk is going to do and how long till they remove you from existence. And if it's in the middle of a conversation, that'll be a little awkward.
2: So well, I guess um, we're going to be saving for one (laughs) hundred. That's right,
1: one (laughs) hundred. Yes. We, we, we have our next episode this is our hundredth episode. We still got, we got Bola to talk about. We got Janela's LA confidential and we have progress 79. So maybe we will get that out to you this week here. If, if we can try to sneak it in so we can, well, essentially we almost Alex need to have a, th- have an extra or three shows this week because we need We need yeah. to get Bola, uh, Bola progress and Janela out of the way. So we're caught up for this weekend. Um, when we have our DDT special on Saturday, because then come next week we got we got ROH, we got WWE, um, you know we got a bunch of stuff going on. So we we got to try to get caught up here uh, in the next week or so. But uh, once again, guys, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune and Player FM, iHeartRadio, and now we're uh, on Spotify. You can follow us at Wrestlecast underscore SSM. Uh, also WrestleCast on Facebook. We'd like to give a thank you to, to grapple G R P P G R A P P L forget the E just like we're trying to do. Also FML solutions, big shout out and thanks to them for everything. Um, I haven't got the confirmation on the big thing I wanted to, to talk about, Alex. Should I we'll you want to save it? We You're are going to save it. it. We got the 100. Yeah, there you go. That's a perfect way to do it. And, uh, At WrestleCast 100 here We got some fun Uh, We'll probably start the show off with it If it it goes through Um, Thank you all for coming with us Late night, Tuesday night It was a blast as always Alex, hopefully we can chat A couple more times this week Get caught up, knock out episode number 100 Alex, any parting words
2: I bid you adieu Uh, Watch wrestling guys It's fun Just not Mondays and Tuesdays but everything else on the interwebs. Japan, watch the tag league. What I watched, the, I believe it was the November 30th show. Awesome, awesome show. GOD, they're for real. Deuces are out. In the words of Zach Saber's. What night Do though?
0: Who's announced now, Dickett?